This is Angel Bueno. One more servant. I've been working in my relationship with God for another week. And now I'm hoping to help one more soul. We all have a call. We all have a vocation. A vocation is a mission. We can read in the Gospel of St. Matthew in chapter 19, verse 29. It says, Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. This point has always made me think a lot. And I think preparing this podcast, finally, I think I understood it. Someone needs to correct me. But... um. I'm I'm open, but um, because I said like, I yes I, I left my father and mother to join my wife, but I I cannot leave my wife or my children behind, for God technically right. I cannot become a priest now. I cannot leave them behind and and go and live in the mountains and just focus in prayer for the rest of my life. I have a duty. That's another vocation. So, and what I haven't understood is that independently of where you are, you need to put God first. And this reminded me of the other passage. I don't have it in front of me right now. But whoever doesn't hate his mother and father, and he numbers a number of people, so it doesn't have love in me. Well, of course, there is not room for hatred for our Lord, for God. He's all love. But he needs to be put first. And that is what he's telling us. He's telling us, put me first and you will have eternal life. Put me first and you will have a hundred times more. Very similar to what we talked about a few weeks ago when we talked about death. I talked about that that feelings that I had thinking of my own death, that I would be miss my children, I'll miss my wife, I'll miss what I what I have here. But really, if I put God first, of course, humanly speaking, of course I miss these things. But as soon as I look at things spiritually with a supernatural point of view, that worries, those worries, those thoughts should fade away. Because I know that doing the will of God, I will actually be doing the will of my wife, the will of my children. I'll be serving them for real. So when we talk about vocation, we will never be forced. We have to be the one saying yes. We can say no anytime. And God loves you and loves me so much. That even when we say no, he will work around our decisions to help us be joyful. However, I can tell you there is not more joy than saying yes to the plan God has for us. Yes, so there is not many people. It is true. We have an option. We have freedom. And our Lord will never touch it. But when, if we say no, 
that we can say no to God as many times, and it's not a mortal sin. It's not a mortal sin if God calls you to priesthood and you says you say no. It's not a sin. But you will have more chances of having a joyful life, a fulfilled life, if you follow what God wants. The other way, you'll be able to be happy. You'll be able to fulfill your life, but it'll be harder. You'll have to work harder. Our Lord cannot rule where he is not wanted. So if we don't want him in our life, or if we don't want to follow his path, or if we don't want to follow the call that he's prepared for us, he will not do it. He will never go into a house where he's not invited. So he knows us more than ourselves. He knows what we need, especially when we don't know it. So if it, if it seems demanding or difficult, what you think God is asking you to follow, this call will, is what will lead you to a fulfilled life. So it's true. Even if it is tough, even if it is demanding and difficult and you don't know how it's going to happen, but our Lord will take care of it. Our Lord knows more. Also remember, the devil doesn't want you to follow God's will. The devil doesn't want you to follow your vocation. The devil do all he can to make you change your mind, to twist your decision-making with the surrounding. Remember what we said in the past, the devil cannot touch your will or your intellect, but he can change things around you. So when we discern in our vocation, it's very, very important to pray about it, to just meditate with our Lord, to put yourself in the presence of God, ideally physically, in front of the tabernacle. And peace needs to be present. We talk a lot about peace. Because remember what I've said many times, Lord is a lot of peace. What comes from him will bring you peace. If it doesn't, it might not. We need to trust in what we see in prayer. And that will come with maturity. But also, we need to trust in a spiritual direction. So for example, two of my brothers saw the vocation when they were 14 and a half. They were mature enough at that time. Society is very different now and it's very hard, but I still am aware of people that commit their lives to our Lord very young. And I do think that the older we are, the more attached we are to the ground and the harder it is for us to give ourselves, to give ourselves completely. All vocations are demanding, and there are sacrifices to make. So everyone's first vocation is as a child of God and as a member of the church. Hear the importance of looking after these relationships. 
to be a good child of God, to treat him daily, to have a relationship with him daily, to build it up every single day, and also to be a good child of the church, to be in the grace of God. We need to be an apostle, and we need to bring other souls to God and to the church so they can become parts of the body. Or that if they already part of the church, but they're not living the life of Christ, that they can stop being a sickness in the church. That they can really start contributing, building the holy church that it is. I remember a few years ago, I went to um, Mass around my wife's place, and the priest celebrating was, um, his name is Father Greg. He gave probably one of the first homilies that really hit me. So he said different words because I didn't write it down, but with different words, he said that by being baptized, you have a duty. You cannot be conformed with just going to Mass on Sundays and do just what you have to do. You need to look in the box of things that we could do and put them into practice. So we cannot stop in what we have to do because that is very, it's a very shallow love. If there is love at all, they probably, if we just stick to what we have to do, we'll be falling into lukewarmness. It is a beginning. It is a start. But we need to be demanding. We have a vocation. We're children of God. Like Father Gret said, we cannot just sit down and be happy with what we do. If there is one little bit more that you can do, you have to do it. Then, and then there is the vocation to priesthood, religious life, to a celibate life, or to marriage. All these vocations are very similar. In the Roman Catholic Church, it's only one or the other. In the Maronite Church, some priests are married, and in other rites as well. But just th see the connection. At least here in Australia and all the Anglo-Saxon countries, we call the priests father. Or we call nuns sisters or mothers. And that is the same that we have in the family. We have fathers and mothers. And the connection here is that no matter which vocation God is calling you to, all of them demand from you complete self-donation. I remember a few years ago, I was doing, uh, I was chatting with one of my students and we were talking about vocation. And I said to him that the problem for young people that they don't want to consider vocation to celibacy or to priesthood or to something that doesn't involve marriage, it's worldly. I remember when I was a kid and I said, no, I can't, I can't be a priest because I want to have kids. Or I can't be oppressed because I want to have a wife. It is a very materialistic point of view. Because both in marriage and in priesthood or religious life, you need yourself completely. There is no other option. I would say that people that have that mentality, they're not thinking with the brain. They're thinking with the flesh. 
the only thinking in one thing, and it's not selfless. It is selfish. Just think of Mother Teresa. She gave everything she had. Think of the holy cure of us. They gave everything. They were, she was a mother and he was a father. And they, and they probably had more children than any other father or mother in, in, a, in a married family. That should not be the, the decision point for us to decide whether we go into priesthood or to marriage or religious life. Because in marriage, you need to be like, like a priest many times. There's many times that you can't be with your wife. And that's the thing. Many times you cannot be with your wife. But on top of that, when you are with your wife or when you are with your husband, you, you're supposed to completely forget about yourself. I'll talk more about this another time, but I just want to say that the pleasure is not an end. And even though I've been told many times that it's a means, I would still say that it's not even a means. The pleasure is a gift that God has put there. The ends are the unity of the couple and the procreation, being open to life. And one depends on the other. The pleasure sometimes will be there, sometimes won't be. And still, you need to give yourself completely. If you just focus on what you are going to receive, you will have nothing. And there's so many marriages out there that are broken now because they were just focusing on what they wanted to get. And down that road, you end up justifying contraception and all the selfish sins that happen in marriage. We should never go down that road. We need to be selfless. Well, at the end of the day, seeing the vocation to marriage as just being able to be with somebody, that, that's not where marriage is. Marriage is self-denial and completely giving yourself to God. Only that way you will earn, inherit eternal life. Otherwise, it is an attachment to the earthly things and a hedonistic point of view and a hedonistic view of marriage, where eventually one will be using the other person. So as I said before, whoever goes to marriage with that point of view will most likely have a disastrous end or very far from God marriage. So in any vocation, saying yes with capitals is gifting yourself Whichever the vocation it is, there are not conditions. We cannot put conditions to our Lord. We cannot put conditions to our wife. We cannot put conditions to our husband. Nothing that we have is really ours. Everything is a gift from God. We cannot put limits. In our eyes, it might seem that we are giving up a lot, but really is the opposite. We don't have anything to give. Everything that we have is being given to us. And when we give what is not even ours, God is so generous and loving that he will give you even more. And among other things, 
He'll give you happiness. Not greater act of love, faith, and hope. The three theological virtues are the ones that are exercised here. Then when you say yes to our Lord without holding anything back, once you say yes, not everything is done. We need to be clear. We need to persevere. The devil will not stop trying to ruin your vocation until you die. And that's why we need to persevere. Just have a look at the world. The amount of people that are not practicing, the amount of priests that give up, more than 50% of marriages break up. That is ridiculous. And that is not because they stop loving each other. Sometimes maybe they never really loved each other. But it's because they don't persevere. It's true we need to love with our heart, but also with our brains. When our heart feels that it doesn't love that much anymore, then our brain needs to kick in and tell our hearts, just wake up. You need to love. And one little step at a time, you can build up any love. Love for God or love for the person next to you. Sometimes we need to work harder. Sometimes there will be times of drought. The one I mentioned before, Mother Teresa, I think she had 40 years of drought in her spiritual life. Sometimes there will be attacks. Remember Padre Pio of St. Philip Neri. They were told by, by the organizations that they were not allowed to give sacraments. Also in marriage, there is tough times for all of us. But it's okay because our vocation comes from God, not from man. If we base our vocation in a material base, in a material foundation, in an earthly foundation, it will not hold up. Our vocations come from God, no matter who attacks it, whether it's human or demonic. But our vocation comes only from God. And that is what we need to embrace. He's the only person that we need to embrace. And through him, once we embrace him, we'll be able to embrace everybody else, even those that attack our vocation, that try to put an impediment. We need to be faithful to God and only God. When we follow his laws, very linked to what I just said, we'll be following and being faithful to every single person in our lives. Be faithful to him and to whatever he asks of us, and sometimes through others. And that will put peace in your heart as long as you have a humble heart. I want to finish reading again that passage from the gospel. Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother, or wife or children, or fields, for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. Whatever your situation is, put God first. We're putting everybody else around you, your family, your vocation mates, you'll be putting them first as well and they will become holy at the same time 
that you become holy. This is Angel Bueno from One Soul. It's been a pleasure talking to you today, and I look forward to seeing you next week. <laughs>